Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, whoever may be listening, or random blues traveler, whoever you may be, welcome to today's episode of Youth Factor. As always, I, well, not always, because we've had Jonathan on here a few times, but as most of the time, I am your host, Pastor Jared, and hey, we are going to get started with our little daily-ish reminder I do these daily when I do them. It's mostly Monday through Thursday. <laughs> so we'll say daily Monday through Thursday. Uh, a little daily reminder that God loves you. And hey, listen, you have value. And I know it's confusing because you got half the world telling you you're awesome and you're special. And that's not 100% like accurate. Like as far as like we can get a little uh, in our own heads and thinking, you know, we're a little awesome. We tend to forget the fact that, you know, we are still sinful humans. And that Christ uh, had to die for us. But then on the other side, we can get beat down and told we're a loser, fat, ugly, stupid, whatever. No one loves you. Everyone hates you. Going to go eat some worms. Um, yes, that is that is a reference. It was a thing when I was a kid. I know I've referenced it before. It was nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I think when I eat some worms. And then there was other parts like you described the worms. It was like long, skinny, whatever ones, short, fat, juicy ones. And you just like, just it was a pity party song so um from a young age they try to train us to be victims <laughs> all right well here we go uh you are but the balance part there is that like yes we are in a simple world blah 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 all that kind of stuff i think we know that we've all seen the news for more than five minutes in our lives we understand that we're in a fallen world but god loves us he loves us so much he sent his only son to die for us i think that's found somewhere in, in like a book like a book of john like maybe like in, in like the third chapter maybe like thir- like uh 16 verses down or something but uh so yeah meditate on that a little bit today if you are feeling down if you are feeling uh particularly useless or worthless or any of those kind of things today and hey let me remind you it could be if you are feeling bad about something and it's because you're feeling guilty about something then it could be that you just need to repent and set it right like maybe you know no amount of affirmations or meditating on you know the even the goodness of god is going to help because that's just going to lead the more you think about the goodness of god the more it's going to convict you so if that's the case repent of that sin go deal with it if you need to if there's any like you know restoration that needs to be made and then boom you'll be good you'll be done with it you can move on and then you can go meditate on scriptures of i said affirmations are that accident i didn't mean to say affirmations i meant to say meditate on um scriptures but hey you can create affirmations based off the scriptures that's that's pretty powerful too and yes now that i have thoroughly confused both sides um (laughs) of the doctrinal aisles let's jump into today's episode all right let's jump into this today's is gonna be fun some of you are not gonna like today's though uh today's is philippians 4 6 it says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your quest be made known unto God. All right, let's break this down really quick, and then it'll be story time. I know you guys love story time. Okay, so first up, it says, be careful for nothing. Like Pastor Jared, that's stupid. If I was careful for nothing, I would be in a car accident before the week was over. Okay, well, here's what this time out. Um, this is the King James Version. So this was written 400 years ago. And when it was written 400 years ago, it was, um, the word language changes, right? So careful now means like, oh, you know, like pay attention, 
um you know don't act dangerously basically be like worried about like and pay attention to almost the point of worry about like what could possibly go wrong right like if you're being careful on the road it's like all right you know another cars could come and get me i gotta be careful uh that kind of thing which is funny because typically we say to be careful when we're doing things that by their very nature make it impossible to be careful because it's like a, a kid climbing up a tall tree oh be careful little johnny it's like um lady he's a story and a half in the air climbing up on a tree like that is not careful like so it's this paradox of trying to be do something uncareful carefully but right back then it didn't mean that right mothers weren't out there going be careful little johnny right no it meant to be full of care literally careful full of care so if you you would never tell someone to be careful because that would be an insult for one thing they'd be like walking around today telling people to be depressed be depressed be stressed you know what i mean like you may think that you may think that like there's a person that you don't like and you're like oh yeah yeah there's just oh no i love it you know but then you're a bad person don't do that <laughs> i'm i'm only partially kidding there uh but yeah definitely don't do that so careful like it literally meant you were a person full of care so think of a cup right and think of like water and if the water is cares worries right things to worry about and you filled that cup up that would be careful you're full of care and so that's what this version this king james translation is saying is um so other translations i believe will say things like be anxious for nothing so hopefully that that clears that up a little bit because you're not like um why does the apostle paul want me to drive 95 miles an hour down the road with one hand on the steering wheel while texting on my phone at the same time he does not okay he also doesn't want you driving down the road being so stressed out about that situation going on at school that you're not paying attention and you actually if you're off the road and you plummet down to the bottom of the mountains to your death my west coast kids will get that a little bit better you guys over here in the east coast don't really know what mountains are um all right so be careful for nothing so that's the first thing is it's basically be anxious for nothing be depressed about nothing be stressed out about nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication right so we're basically prayer and thanksgiving so a lot of times we just go to prayer oh god help me with this and but i didn't i know i didn't study for this test but if i don't take this test my parents are going to ground me i can't go to prom and they're going to take my license away and they're not going to let me date my boyfriend or my girlfriend or whatever anymore and blah 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 blah, blah right they're going to take away my playstation they're going to take away my switch they're going to take away fortnite they're going to delete fortnite right so it's like that's kind of how we come with with prayer but um it says prayer and supplication so that means that like, yes we are bringing our cares to the lord but we're also bringing like thanksgiving supplication right we're talking about thanksgiving we're bringing praise we're bringing praise to god um so it says by prayer and supplication um and it says with thanksgiving right so we're like you know what's up god you're awesome i know you got this i'm just just bringing it to you you know you probably aren't praying that casually but you know all right it says let your request be known unto god all right so before we get into some of the commentary stuff on here uh <laughs> let's tell a story i'm gonna tell a story about li little jimmy okay so get get your minds ready sit back if you're not driving you know relax we're gonna tell a story here in just a second i'm just gonna take a little sip of my monster ultra paradise which is decent 
It's not a regular one, though, so that's sad. All right, here we go. So little little Jimmy, not little Johnny. I'm having to retire little Johnny because I know I have I know three Johns, so I can't really use Johnny anymore. So little Jimmy, let's just go with uh, little Jimmy is a little hoodlum, right? And let's say this isn't today. Let's say this is 1963 or I don't know, maybe an alternate version of 1963 in case any of my facts don't work, don't jive as it were with 1963. We'll say this is an alternate version of 1963. So little Jimmy is a little bit of a hoodlum and he extorts other kids in town (laughs) and that's how he makes his money. And so he basically goes around and he's like, look, it's me, little Jimmy. And uh, my little club here is looking for payment. When I say club, I don't mean his boys. I mean a, a piece of wood that he's going to hit you in the head with if you don't pay him something. So he goes around, right? And he cruises around and he extorts all the other, all the other kids and, or the teens, right? And that's how he makes his money. Well, then one day, and that's how, you know, he, he got his nice, nice car that he likes to cruise up and down Main Street with. Everyone both admires and fears little Jimmy. So one day little Jimmy gets saved. Ooh, plot twist. So he goes out and he restores all the money he stole. He does all that kind of stuff. And that's not really what we're talking about today, but he does. He goes out and makes everything right. And he stops, you know, beating people upside the head if they don't give him money. So then some time goes by. Well, little Jimmy didn't have an actual job. Little Jimmy... Little Jimmy's job was to beat people up and take their money, so he's not doing that anymore, clearly. So Little Jimmy gets behind on his car payment, and the bank sends him a letter and says, Hey, Jimmy, probably his last name, right? Or Jim, probably, and his last name. Uh, you, We notice you haven't been sending in your monthly payments, and that makes us really sad. And because we're really sad, the only thing that we've thought about, we've gotten together, all the bank managers, and we're like, well, what would make us not sad anymore that, uh, you know, Jimmy's not paying us anymore? And we decided that, well, what would make us feel a little bit better is if we had your car. So if you don't pay everything you owe us by such and such date, then we're going to come and take your car back. Because that'll make us feel better if we have your car to drive around. So, yeah. Dear, loving bank manager or uh signed loving bank managers right so little jimmy gets his car all right so now little jimmy has a decision to make he has to choose to either be careful or not careful to be anxious or not anxious put his trust in god or to put his trust in himself or just to worry it really and so what we're gonna do so what happened here is he had to make this decision and it split reality two timelines formed off of him having to make this decision. You guys see what if or you know Avengers movies and this kind of stuff. So when he when he or really Loki is probably the best one that would have prepped you for this this episode. So two timelines splinter off from the main timeline. In the first timeline, Jimmy goes with being careful, being full of care. So little Jimmy freaks out and he panics. And he starts thinking of all the things that could go wrong. He starts thinking of, well, if I lose my car, then this and this and this and this. And he starts thinking, oh, my gosh, I decide, God, this isn't fair. And he starts now he starts going to God. And he starts praying to God the way a lot of us would be praying to God in this situation. It's like, God, this isn't fair. I, 
I decided to serve you and I did what was right. I had all this money. Not only did I stop doing it, but I, I gave all this money back and I paid it back with interest to make things right. And now I'm going to lose my car. God, so what's the point of even following you? Like, if it is just going to mean I'm going to lose everything, do I just have to lose everything? Then, and then maybe he even becomes resigned with it. And he's like, all right, God, well, if I just have to lose everything and be poor and whatever to serve you, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it, right? And he's just worried about it. And he's like trying to figure out what he can do. You know, maybe, maybe he's, if he had, he's not resigned to the fact of it, like he's going to just be poor to serve God. This is what a lot of people think, especially back in this time period. Maybe he's like, I, I don't know. Maybe I got to go revert back to my old ways, right? And maybe I need to go collect some money from some people and pay for this. Maybe I need to go get a job. You know, maybe I don't want to go back to that, but maybe I need to go get a job and I need to like, Try to figure this or that out. Oh, yeah, I've been trying to get a job for the last few weeks since I got saved. I haven't found one yet. Um, maybe I should borrow some money. Uh, what do I what do I do? What do I do? And he's like panicking, right? And he, and he can't sleep. So he's waking up all throughout the middle of the night. He's having dreams of driving his car and then and getting taken away. He's having, you know, he just can't sleep. He's losing sleep over this. And he's just like, what can I do? What can I do? God help me. I got to, what do I do? And he's trying to do this himself. And he's, Full of care of the situation, right? It's not going to go well for little Jimmy. All right, now imagine the other branch of reality. Just had a thought of what if I wasn't even recording, so I had to check really quick. Let me take a, a quick drink here, and we'll go into the other branch of reality. Imagine what this other branch of reality might be like while I take a drink. All right, one really quick, one more thing to help you imagine. See if you can hear my candle. Oh, yeah, that wood wick burning. Okay, so this other reality, Jimmy gets this letter from the bank, from the not-so-loving bankers. I guess they're really just doing their jobs. It really has nothing to do with how they feel about little Jimmy. And he, you know, at first his stomach catches, but then he says, you know what? I've trusted God for everything else. I gave, you know, I've, I've given my life to him, which means I've also given, like, my internal security to him, right? I've given my reputation to him because, you know, now people are like, oh, Jimmy's gone soft. Oh, above, you know, all these things. I've given all that up. I've given up my, my income because my livelihood was based in sin and corruption. I've given that up. I did all this stuff to turn to God. This is just one more thing, right? What's the big deal? What's the worst that can happen? I lose my car. Well, maybe I shouldn't have had that car in the first place. I mean, technically, I bought that car off of sin money. <laughs> like, I beat people up to get the money to buy that car. So I'm going to put this in God's hands. If God wants me to have that car, God is going to provide. He's going to come through. And if for some reason I'm not even supposed to have that car, then I'm going to be okay with it. God's going to help me deal with it. He's going to help me deal with not having that car. But you know what? I prayed about it, and I really feel that the car is mine. I, you know, like God, God's cool with that. Like he's not trying to take this car away from me or anything to, to help me out. This isn't one of those things like this, you know, like I'm, you know, there's, there's some grace here. I'm baby Christian. And God's like, you know what? You're good. Keep, keep the car, Jimmy. So I'm going to put my trust in him. I, now that I've prayed about it, I have a confidence. If he had, if I'd had a confidence during prayer, so he goes to prayer, obviously I kind of skipped that part. It was kind of assumed, but just in case you're like, wait, where are we? So he's praying about it. And he if he'd gotten the, the confidence that God was saying, let the car go, then he would have been fine to trust God for that. But in this situation, maybe that's another reality that 
or God. In this reality, he has the confidence that he, he's supposed to keep the car and God's going to take care of it. So then he does. So then he says, you know what, God, thank you. I, I, you know, I thank you. I praise you. God, I don't know how this is going to happen. You know I've been looking for a job for three weeks. I haven't been able to find one. You know that I've, I've gone back. I had all that money saved up and all that, you know, all my stuff. I went back and I wiped all that out because I paid everyone back, you know, and with interest to, to restore what I did. So, God, I'm strapped. I don't have a job. And I'm just going to be trusting in you. All right? And some time goes by and it's getting closer to the deadline. And he's like, you know what? Like, I can see I'm not dumb. Like, being a coming a Christian didn't make me an idiot. Like, I can see that it's getting closer. I've gotten another letter from the bank. They're coming next week. They're coming on Friday. Um, if, you know, I, I, if God doesn't do something, I don't know. I'm also... You know, my rent's coming up. I had paid paid ahead a little bit, but my rent's coming up. And I no longer have that reputation. So the landlord, you know, is actually asking me for it. And he's not afraid right now because of the change. What do I do? And he's trusting. And let's just say in this situation, you know, let, let's say a week or the, that next day he gets up and he gets a call back from one of the places he's applying. And they are so excited to have, they've seen his resume. They've called his references. And they are very excited about interviewing him. So he goes down, he interviews. And not only do, at the, as at the end of the interview, does the guy stick his hand out and, and say, you know what, we'd love to have you. Welcome aboard if you're willing to accept it. They also offer him a bonus, right? They offer him a bonus. This bonus was the exact amount of money that he needed to pay what he owed on the car and keep the car and pay his rent, right? Okay. Now, if you're thinking, Pastor Jared, that's kind of a, a bit of a, a, a stretch, a bit of, are you saying that every time we just, whatever? No, I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily saying that, but what I'm, I am saying is it is possible, and this happens to people all the time. People who constantly put God first and trust in him get these little miracles. Well, Pastor Jared, I've never even known anyone to have something. It's because you're probably running in circles who don't trust God. You're probably running in circles who, rather than trusting in God, do freak out. Do run to, and I'm not trying to step on toes here, but maybe run to a government program first, or run to borrow money here first, or run to this or that first, and don't put God first. Okay, but Pastor Jared, like, that's not what I was raised, and I just be so stressed out. How would I do that? I just don't feel, by stopping every day, and spending time in the Word, meditating on Scripture, right? And, and doing the small things. So in this example, little Jimmy didn't just go from nothing to believing in God for his rent and for his car. Little Jimmy first trusted with his life and his, his, his eternity, you know, and salvation, trusted him to take the action to go and pay everything back, to ask for forgiveness from everyone, to go and tell everyone. Like, right, he had all these other steps before he even got to that one in this example. So... With, you know, God starts you out typically with small stuff. Before he's going to ask you to believe in something big, he's going to have you start with smaller things. He's going to have you, you know, start praying for your friends. He's going to have you speak out. You know, when you're in class, you're in English class and something comes up, you're in science class and there, you know, you, you speak up. Not to argue. I'm not saying like you're like, well, that's it. you know, but like when there's a, an, a clear opportunity and the Holy Spirit kind of pings your heart there, right? You get that little like heart prick and you know, oh, oh, this is an opportunity. 
and you and it's get your your palms get sweaty your your vision maybe blurs your heart rate is boom 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 right and you're like oh my gosh and you're having that fight or flight but choosing neither i'm going to ignore right <laughs> i'm going to ignore this i'm going to follow what i feel god's calling me into by doing that in those smaller things by you know apologizing to your parent when you snap at them and say something disrespectful and you realize it and you go back and you apologize for being disrespectful and you tell them you love them and you tell them you know you're working on it right those little things then when it gets something to like this situation now you've been trained and battle tested right what happens so many times as christians is we get in these big situations where we have to believe god for something big and we spent the last three years ignoring all the little things so this is now like not going to the gym every single day for three years and then one day waking up at a deadlifting contest and you're like how am i supposed to do this there's no way well no of course there's no way because you haven't been preparing over all this time you've had so my encouragement to you is to be careful for nothing right anxious for nothing and start practicing in the little things one thing is here's a little thing especially with finances if you are not tithing mm, Pastor Jared, ouch, you just stepped on my toe, that hurt. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Okay. Um, if you're not tithing, that would be probably your very first step. Now, of course, if you're listening and you're not actually a Christian and it's something you've thought about, that would be your first step, right, is trusting with your life. But then secondly, start tithing. Let that one sink in a little bit, right? You're not going to be able to believe God for something like that if you're not even tithing. Okay, a lot of these guys who are able to have these miracles and healings and stuff like that, it a lot most of the time it will always start with financial stuff. Before they could believe for a supernatural or a physical healing, they first believed by trusting God and being able to give away their money when he said to. So the very first thing is if you're working or you get paid babysitting, lawn mowing, you work at Burger King or wherever, start tithing. All right, let's jump into some of the commentary for today. Uh, so we already talked about this. The word careful literally means to be anxious about. So I'm going to skip all of that. I kind of cover all that one. Pardon me. I got a little bit of a believing for healing, actually, and a little bit of like some sinus stuff going on. So here we go. Uh, today we think of careful as meaning to be cautious. I already read that. Did I already cover all this? Maybe I did. Uh, here we go. And this other word, okay, it says to cast all cares upon the Lord. There's no better way to do this than rejoice in the Lord all the time. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Rejoicing makes us focus our attention on the Lord and his promises instead of our negative circumstances. So, Pastor Jared, I, I did. I, I, I gave it to God. I took it, to, you know, with prayer and supplication and Thanksgiving and all that stuff. And, but I'm still nervous. Like, what do I do? Okay, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So when you let that become a trigger, right? When you start to stress out about, let's just say little Jimmy's situation. When he starts to stress out about his car and not having the money in time, he every time that he got worried about it, he thought about it and it caused him to worry, he didn't let it, he didn't dwell on it. He also didn't just try to suppress it. He said, ah, okay, this is a key. This is a trigger here. That's going to trigger me. I'm going to praise God. God, I know you have this. I believe, God, I know that if if you were calling me to let this car go, that you'd walk with me. But I believe, Lord, that you're you're that's not going to happen. I believe that you're going to provide, that you're going to step in, 
you're going to just make a way where there seems to be no way. And I'm also kind of like pulling from other scripture stuff here too. So that's another key is to actually know some scripture, right? And he goes into it and he's able to um, build himself up that way. And then if 10 minutes later, it comes back up, he sees a commercial for a car, like a car dealership and it comes back up. He does the same thing. God, I know, I know. And I actually just had this, uh, I had to kind of battle through this this last summer or something where I felt like, um, like, I mean, to be honest, it was like demonic forces were literally trying to torment me with something and trying to ruin my peace. And it was about 14 to 20 something times a day where I would feel like a little demonic messenger would like remind me of something that was, you know, I had this temptation to stress about. And I had to constantly, every single time, no, I will not stress about this. I have placed this in God's hands. I've already dealt with this in prayer. I will not pick this back up and take it out of God's hands. In fact, I'm going to then use this reminder, this little demonic uh, poke at trying to uh, worry about something. I'm going to use this, right? I'm going to use this to now begin to reaffirm that I believe in God. Reaffirm that uh, you know, all the, all the, what I believe. And so now not only did I have scriptures, I picked some scriptures to stand on. I would repeat them. I'd read them. I'd repeat them to myself and I would imagine myself believing them because I kind of wasn't believing them. So I'd imagine myself believing them and I would, I would say them again and I would say, I refuse. And then I would do that. And it only you know, typically took a couple minutes until that would go away. And then, you know what, 45 minutes later, if that thought came up again, like I said, this was over, you know, a dozen to two dozen times a day for like three or four days. And then finally, boom, it was gone. And then it was a little bit less, and then it would come up a little bit. And then finally, I got to that situation. And rather than it being, um, rather than it actually being true, what I was proclaiming as truth became true. And oh man, I rejoiced. And now I feel like that got me to the next level. Okay, that's all we have for today. So let's see, tomorrow we'll have Philippians 4 7. Uh, oh wait, no, I think that was it. I have to go check my original scripture. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds. Well, we might do that one. That one's pretty good. Oh yeah, because yeah, flipping. Okay, it goes to eight. So we have two more days of this. Two more days. All right, awesome. Okay, all right, with that, guys and gals and grandma and grandpa and all that stuff, have a blessed day. I'll see you back here tomorrow.